never promised that life would be easy, but when we do it together, it becomes much easier. I genuinely believe that we have to be intentional about creating a joyful life. I believe in happy parenting, healthy marriages, long-lasting friendships, and making perfect memories in imperfect homes. But those things require deep, holy heart work. I am passionate when it comes to sharing vulnerably about the things that people are not always comfortable discussing, and I am passionate about sharing practical wisdom that has helped me to help you navigate through life less stressfully and more purposefully. On the Living Easy Podcast, you'll hear honest insight with a biblical foundation to help you become best friends with your spouse again, to love your motherhood so much that you don't need wine or even coffee to get through the day and to find hope in the very real trials and pain that we face moment to moment. I want to challenge you every Monday to live life with purpose, to choose joy and to honor God with all that you do. Are you ready to fight hard for that sweet, abundant life? If so, I would love to do it together. So grab a cup of coffee and join me every Monday. I'm Lindsay Maestas, and this is the Living Easy Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Living Easy Podcast with Lindsay Maestas. This is part two of Is Your Motherhood Healthy? Today, we're going to be talking about martyrdom, asceticism, victimization in motherhood, and doing it all. I really, really am passionate about this one, so I really encourage you to listen all the way through, um, to embrace this, to listen to what God's Word has to say, and also to just lean in to your motherhood in a healthier way. So let's just jump in. We often believe this lie that the more we suffer in motherhood, the more that we sacrifice, the more we're like Jesus and the more loving we are as mothers. If we believe that the more that we suffer, the better the mom, there is a misinterpretation in there that I want to help clear up. Because we see this in mommy culture all the time, don't we? Our current society and culture seems to demand that mamas need to be all in all the time, especially when it comes to school or work or extracurricular activities, sports, domestic duties, you name it, the whole gamut. And I actually even received some messages yesterday about moms who are doing everything that a mom should already be doing, more than enough, but also picking up additional responsibilities and feeling like they were drowning because they are not able to do it all. They're feeling depleted. But instead of questioning the circumstances, instead of questioning the work that is going into what they're doing, they're instead questioning themselves and their own abilities. Friends, when we pick up things that God did not ask us to pick up, we are essentially refusing the freedoms that he has offered us. And he has offered us freedom in motherhood. This idea is known as asceticism. It is defined as self-discipline and self-denial of any form of indulgence, typically for religious reasons. Let me read that again. It is self-discipline and self-denial of any form of indulgence, typically for religious reasons. So here's the truth, you guys. Choosing to self-inflict hardship for a spiritual purpose is not a spiritual act. It is a legalistic 
act. It is not an act for God. It is an act against the freedoms that God has given to us. So what are some very real life ways that we may see this played out in case you're confused and wondering what the heck I'm talking about? These are some of the ways that we might see this played out. So for example, some of us believe that God is less pleased with us or less pleased with others for getting an epidural or maybe for natural birth or for breastfeeding or not breastfeeding, right? These are some very real topics that come to light that many people feel extremely strongly about. Some may be having an all-natural birth in your home versus a hospitalized birth. We know people have opinions on this, right? Nobody is ignorant to the fact that there are a lot of opinions on this. But we also see moms being shamed, whether we're doing it internally or externally, whether on social media or just within our own hearts, having that judgment for someone choosing one or the other. And we pride ourselves on our own opinions. So for me, I had both a natural birth and an epidural birth. I pumped and I used formula for Sutton because I had an oversupply and it was intense. And I breastfed with Saxon. So I speak from experience with all sides of this. I'm not coming from one way or the other. I really have kind of run the gamut in my motherhood. But I also know that it is not a sin issue. These are not sin issues. We have the freedom to choose the best route for ourselves. Now, I know people get into a lot of other topics with, you know, the medication affecting the baby and all of those things. And you have every right to choose that for yourself, but we don't have the right to choose that for someone else or to call it a sin issue when it is not. So the issue and the sin arises when we not only feel the need to do these things for ourselves, which are totally fine to do, but when we place our beliefs on other moms who are choosing to do things differently than us, we look down on them, we share our opinions as if there's only one right way, And we may also place those convictions heavily upon ourselves unnecessarily because we are leaning into the shame and the guilt that has been brought on by society. So another example, and maybe you're past that baby stage, the newborn baby, and you have young children or you have older children. But another example I've seen of this is on social media when a couple goes on a date or a vacation with their spouse. And I've received comments myself because Jesse and I are intentional with dates. We're intentional with one vacation a year with us and one vacation a year with our family. So we have seen it all too. You guys have to excuse my voice. I'm like in and out today. I don't know why. But when these parents will share videos of them being out and about without their kids, the comment section, you guys, they're absolutely and completely shamed with questions like, where is your baby or where are your kids? How could you leave your kids at such a young age? Think about this. This mama who is leaving her children is likely already feeling the massive weight of guilt that comes no matter what. I feel it still. My boys are four and six, almost seven, and I feel it every single time I leave home, not just on a date. Every time I leave home without them, I feel this guilt. Now, if I had perpetual comments, luckily my people are very kind and gracious for the most part, but if I had perpetual comments shaming me for the decisions I was making, whether it was to work or to go to Target by myself or to go on a date, 
I would lose my mind. I would go crazy because I already struggle with the guilt and shame that the enemy brings over my motherhood, which let me just remind you, that is not from God. That mama guilt, it is not to be celebrated. It is not to be rejoiced in. It is not to be relished in. It is to be broken free from. So when we live in the place where we're choosing this martyrdom. Okay. Maybe that martyrdom for you, the self-sacrifice is not doing things that make you feel human because you feel like you need to give 1000% of yourself to your baby, or it's only breastfeeding for four straight years because you don't feel it's right to do anything else. You're starting to cause pain whether emotionally, mentally, physically, within yourself, you're not giving yourself freedoms to live and to clear your mind and like actual spiritual healthy self-care because you're a martyr to your own rules and legalism essentially. This is refusing to do things that make you feel human or refusing to do things that prioritize your health or your marriage because of your motherhood. And what happens when we do this is that we grow to resent those people who are doing things differently than us or maybe have more freedoms than us because we are applying a law that doesn't actually apply to them. So this doesn't make one decision or the other wrong. I am not shaming any choice. Hear me when I say that. But The timeline for when you first go on a date is your decision to make and your decisions should be led by the Holy Spirit. But also simultaneously, the Spirit leads us with our own convictions and leads that other mama in the convictions that she has. If we rejected this unbiblical guilt and shame that we either place on ourselves or on others and we stopped allowing it to reign and run rampant, we would likely see less postpartum anxiety and depression because as I said, we're already feeling so much of that burden, right? I mean, every single mom I know feels this burden. And when we add on to that with law after law after law that is not actually biblical, the only thing that that can do is seek to kill and destroy our joy, right? That is what the enemy purposes in all of those things. So if we are allowing that into our lives, we are allowing that not only for ourselves, but for others around us, we are increasing this postpartum anxiety and depression that is now added on to the hormonal aspect. So you guys, we live in a fallen world. This world is filled with imperfection and brokenness and sin, but the truth is that we have freedom of choice in non-sin issues. And asceticism or the self-sacrifice is not spirit-led. And I just want to keep repeating this to you because it is so important. It believes that enjoying life or having some sort of freedom in your motherhood is a bad thing. And this, it just creates those mommy wars. The passive-aggressive comments on social media about doing things one way or the other, whether it's being a stay-at-home mom or a working mom, there is a sense of pride that seeps in when we believe this with all that we have. But hear me when I say, God did not say whether or not you should be a stay-at-home mom or a working mom. However, he did say that he hates pride. And one of the strongest messages in all of the Bible is the truth that God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. And it's a message that's so important that it appears three times in scripture, which we know when God repeats himself, it's something to listen to. And he says it first in Proverbs 3.34, and then it's repeated twice in the New Testament by James and Peter. So let's think about that statement today. 
God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And I personally do not want to be a part of anything that God resists, even if that means winning a mommy war on something that is my opinion or selling my point so hard that people have no choice but to acquiesce to it. I would much rather be on the side of humility in which I receive God's grace. Dr. Martha Beck is a sociologist and a researcher on motherhood for over, I think it's like 20 years. And she wrote, on one hand, in the eyes of society, the good woman should be willing to sacrifice herself for the benefit of her family. And on the other hand, American women are taught to pursue their dreams and excel personally. She goes on to write that women in our country have been given the impossible task of reconciling the irreconcilable value system of the entire culture. And I see this. I see it played out. I see moms twisting themselves into knots to climb the professional ladder while also keeping up with the unrelenting demands of motherhood. And this is something I navigate myself. Y'all know I have my hands in a whole lot of things from social media management to podcasting to ministry to marriage coaching to course creation. There's so much. And I have moments where I genuinely feel my motherhood slipping and I have to stop and acknowledge that I cannot do it all. And and what you see, everyone asks the question to me all the time, how do you do it all? How do you do it all? One, with a ton of help from my husband. It's a massive help that he's here. But two, I just don't do it all very well. And that's the realization I've been coming to is I have my hands in so much and I'm being spread so thin that, I mean, for me, my choice is that my work is going to slip a little bit because my motherhood is my yes. My motherhood is my ministry, is my most important and ultimate thing. But therefore, that means my work is going to slip. I'm not going to create as much content as I wanted to that week. I'm not going to record as many podcasts as I hope to. I don't do it all. Nobody can. It is a lie from the enemy something will slip. Now, there is harmony. I believe in harmony. I believe in rhythms and patterns that flow and help your life to move well. And that is something that has been so important in implementing in my life. And I'll have to share more on that soon. Imagine believing and experiencing the truth that marriage is a gift from God to be embraced, not a burden to endure. Most marriage problems, you guys, are not marriage problems. They are God problems and they are heart problems. Nobody walks down the aisle to say I do with a plan to have a mediocre, difficult marriage that ends in divorce. Divorce is painful and messy and hard. And God didn't call you to be a wife who fixes and fixes and exhausts herself with the efforts to make her husband better. Instead, he called you to be a love him wife. Did you know that 50% of marriages end in divorce? And in 2020, the top reported reasons for divorce were a lack of communication and an inability to resolve conflict. Ladies, have you equipped yourself properly? Would you wait until your entire house had burnt down before seeking help? It is more likely that if your house were on fire, as soon as you saw the spark of that first flame, you would be doing everything you could to fight it, to fix it, and to learn from it. It should be the same for your marriage. It's time to make a change. I am here to speak with you all about the Wife Project. Our society views marriage as disposable, but God's word calls us to so much more than that. 
The purpose of The Wife Project, which has already been purchased by hundreds and hundreds of women, is to challenge you to grow so deeply in your relationship with Jesus that it has no choice but to flow over into your marriage. I have received countless testimonials that God is using this course to actively change and transform very real marriages from the core. I am offering eight video sessions that will address your root issues with biblical wisdom that will help to lead you to live the life with your husband that you always hoped for as soulmates rather than sharing life as roommates. The best part of this is that you will have lifetime access to the entire course. So if you can't listen to it or watch it right now, it will still be available to you in five, 10 or 15 years. And all of the videos and the Wife Project Journal will be easily accessible for you. The journal will include marriage challenges, scripture memory verses, and journal questions to begin working through the deep struggles of your marriage immediately. And I cannot wait to see what Jesus does in your faith and in your marriage through this course. Just visit my website, sparrowsandlily.com, or click the link in the show notes below or the link in my bio on Instagram at Living Easy with Lindsay for more information and to sign up for the waitlist. But the demands of motherhood in our society and the demands of success alongside motherhood are absolutely unrealistic and impossible. Please hear me when I say that. I live it every single day. It is not possible. So take off that burden. Take off the weight of your shoulders because I get this question so often, you guys. I get the questions about doing more or wanting to do more, and there's nothing to say. You guys know I'm an advocate of pursuing your dreams and the gifts that God has given you and living faithfully in your motherhood, but there is also the okay to live a mediocre life with excellence, okay? Hear me. It is okay to not want to do it all. It is okay to just want to be a mom. It is okay because it's not a just, right? I've been a stay-at-home mom. I know it's not a just. It is okay to not have a hundred million dreams and goals and rewards all the time. It's okay to be a mom and to embrace that motherhood. And there's strength and dignity and beauty in that because The thing is, is when we spread ourselves too thin and I come from a place of repentance and acknowledgement in my own life, we don't feel as if we're honoring God in all of them because we're weary and we're not doing it with excellence and we become resentful of the burden that we have to bear. Because while we as moms absolutely sacrifice and go to great lengths to care for our children, that doesn't mean that those sacrifices don't also come with consequences, right? We feel them. We feel the hidden resentments. We feel the failed marriages. We feel the poor self-care and the lost friendships. And when we over-glorify the mommy martyr, the mama who who just lays down her life for her children, who lays down absolutely everything, and I know some moms are not going to hear my heart in this because I have received messages like, oh no, my child comes before everything. And read my Instagram posts about that. I believe biblically it says in Genesis, it shows us that God is our first and foremost, marriage is second, and then our children are third because in a healthy relationship with God, that pours down into a healthy relationship in our marriage. A healthy relationship with God in our marriage pours down into a healthy relationship with our children and our children's future relationships with their spouses. 
Now, if we are glorifying this mommy martyrdom where I don't do anything for myself, I live in sweatpants every single day and a messy bun, I don't take care of myself, I I do all things for the sake of my children, I run my entire life from soccer practice to piano practice to baseball practice, and I don't live all for the sake of my children, you, mama, are running yourself ragged, and you're also running the risk of creating an unattainable standard for what it means to be a loving mom. And this perpetuates cycles of regret and of shame that so many mothers feel because they don't fit this mold. I want to give you a little bit of freedom today. You do not have to martyr yourself in order to please God. You do not have to be a sweatpants, messy bun, every single day mom who doesn't care for herself in order to please God. If you look at the martyrs in the Bible, none of them were looking for places to die. They simply followed God's call and lead in their lives. Yes, There are sacrifices and things that we do that are natural in motherhood. You will lose a piece of yourself or many pieces of yourself, but you will also gain so much more. But this does not mean that your marriage gets thrown out the door, that your self-care gets thrown out the door, that your relationship with Jesus gets thrown out the door. All of these things are an essential role and piece of your lives that pours into a healthy motherhood. So when this asceticism or martyrdom, martyrdom is repented of, We realize that we're not called to do it all, and we realize the freedom that we have to not do it all. We get to live with excellence to the glory of God. We get to share the gospel with our children and minister to them. We get to do fun things like baking banana bread and making messes with flour all over the house. And when we start appreciating those things and we stop exaggerating the little or even big inconveniences with our children as these massive trials that are our burdens to bear, we start to see that we are prioritizing what we can control. Because when we are emphasizing the trial and the pain and the hardship of motherhood, we become victims of ourselves and we victimize ourselves. We also are victims of our kids. If everything is something to complain about, if every difficult day is one that needs to be sent in a mass text to our family or friends so they know how hard we're working as moms, if every moment is one of complaint or of difficulty or of child bashing on social media or mommy wine culture where we need that extra five glasses of wine to get through motherhood or even those cups of coffee to get through motherhood, that is not a God-glorifying motherhood, okay? We are not able to maximize the joy and the beauty and the ministry of our motherhood when we are victims of that same motherhood. So I want to ask you, are you suffering through your motherhood with complaint and grumbling and coffee and wine and victimhood, or are you choosing to thrive? Because thriving in your motherhood, mamas, is a choice. And I say this with grace. Hear me. Please listen to all of my other episodes. I have been the complaining mama where my own mom received text messages every day about how hard it was to have a newborn baby every day. I struggled with anxiety, but I believe that so much of my lack of being able to be a Pinterest mom and the pressures placed on by society along with my hormonal postpartum anxiety 
was a miserable, horrible, combustible combination that I lived in and I allowed the enemy to, to reign in for far too long. And I've had to learn that thriving in my motherhood, glorifying God in my motherhood is a daily moment-to-moment choice. It's a choice to wake up every day and say yes to that game of go fish, that's our new thing, or a yes to jumping on the trampoline even when you don't feel like it. It's the yes to take a breath and pause before you yell or react. It's a yes to prayer instead of a yes to a drink of wine. It's also a choice to take that date with your husband knowing that a healthy family flows from that healthy marriage. It's a choice to rebuke the shame and guilt that comes only from the enemy in tearing you down or tearing others down over non-sin issues. You do not need to be a martyr in your own motherhood. You don't have to suffer. And God has given us this hope in him, right? Because it's not in you to be able to overcome these things, to be able to come overcome the victim mentality. That is where reliance in Jesus comes, in his death and resurrection, because he died for your motherhood. The gospel is necessary every single moment in your day-to-day to remind you that God's strength and the presence of the Holy Spirit supersedes your brokenness and your inability to be a perfect mom. It completely covers your inabilities, your brokenness, your failures, which are bound to show themselves in your motherhood. John 16, 21, um, this verse is so beautiful to me. It says, a woman giving birth to a child has pain because her time has come right? If you're a mama who's given birth, you know that pain is is real. Um, But when her baby is born, she forgets the anguish because of her joy that a child is born into the world. Again, a woman giving birth to a child has pain because her time has come. But when her baby is born, she forgets the anguish because of her joy that a child is born into the world. So where Jesus points out the potential for someone to forget their anguish because of this miracle of joy, he is showing that in our childbirth, whatever pain we face in motherhood, this verse gives us confidence that there is also joy prepared for us because he's comparing our pain to childbirth. He knows, you guys, he knows it's extreme. He knows it's excruciating to have a sick child. We have walked through that with our child's asthma and perpetual ear infections that cause great strain on my heart. And that is a conversation for another day that could make me start crying right now. It's excruciating to see your child in pain. It's excruciating to see your child bullied. It's excruciating to see your child have to walk through insecurity or pain or hardship in life. But Jesus is saying, I know that your pain can feel like too much, mama. I know it is heavy and it feels like it's long suffering, right? This is a long suffering pain, but there is a joy that I've already planned for you that will be so brilliant that you will forget your anguish. His healing, whether you are struggling with a sick child or a bullied child or a child who is struggling on their own with their own internal boundaries or their own internal pain, or whether you're a newborn mom and you are just struggling and you don't have a village or community, or whether you're a mom who has just kind of given into this martyrdom, self-sacrifice mindset, whatever it is, God says, 
I have planned joy for you that will make you forget this anguish, whether that is in heaven because there will be no tears, no more pain, no more crying in heaven. That's what Revelations promises us. But there's also this joy that comes from the intentionality to thrive in your motherhood, the intentionality to walk alongside the difficulty without grumbling and complaining all the time. Let me say, my friends and I, we talk about motherhood and how hard it can be, but there is a point also where there are mamas who are calling their children names or curse words. They are are really kind of bashing their kids for being kids and The children did not ask to come into this world. Your kids didn't ask. You brought them into this world. And we are responsible to raise them up in a way that honors God, that is loving and compassionate and kind and understanding, but also imperfect. It's a motherhood that's full of repentance and grace and asking your children for the forgiveness that you need over and over again and reminding them of the goodness of God even in your own failures as a mother. Let me close with this. Do not intentionally choose hard to please God. Do not intentionally choose martyrdom to please God. And don't push hard on others. These things do not honor him. Lean in to Jesus. Choose the little yeses every day that help you to thrive and mature in your motherhood. Choose the little yeses that help to point your children to eternity. Stagnancy is not of God. He's a nurturer, a grower, a redeemer, a molder of your heart, of your life, and of your motherhood. Don't sacrifice yourself for the sake of your motherhood because a healthy mama who cares for herself, who makes decisions based on her own convictions and does not place those on other women, is a mama who is willing to learn and grow and change in her motherhood, a flexible, moldable heart before God. So let him make your motherhood sweet and beautiful. Repent of the areas that are broken and are not honoring to him and to the witness of his love in your life. Even in the hardship and the pain, rejoice in him. Rejoice in the beauty of your motherhood. Rejoice in the freedom to take care of yourself, to take care of your marriage, to take care of your life and your relationship with him. Because remember, it all flows back in to a healthy beautiful, thriving motherhood. I want to challenge you as my Living Easy community, it is time for us to take the joy of motherhood back, to be the ones who are praising the beauty of motherhood while also speaking openly about the difficulties, but not in a way that bashes the gift of motherhood that we have been given. Will you join me? I would love to hear your thoughts and your responses on this conversation. Please feel free to tag and share on stories. Share a little video of yourself, you know, talking about these things. Maybe the areas that you're growing in or the areas of motherhood that you love and tag me and let me see them because I believe so strongly that our world, especially non-believers, need to see this from us as Christians, this joy in our marriages, this joy in our relationship with Jesus, this joy in being moms, they see that love and that light from us. The Bible says to not hide our light under a basket. We are to be the light of the world set up on a hill that is an example to the rest of the world. So I want to challenge you and encourage you to be that in your own motherhood. 
I love you guys so very much and I'll talk to you next Monday.